hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Phil Golfie, Rick Zaffron, and Lou Tallarico. It is amazing that you guys are in studio this Saturday morning because so much has gone on, not only in the city of Hamilton, but around the world. Uh, real estate-related, re- non-real estate-related as well, and we'll get a little bit of that uh, when we uh, dive into our first non-real estate-related topic, if you can imagine, but uh, hold on to that. Uh, we're going to talk about the last Canadian province. I found this online the other day. Simply amazing. The last Canadian province to ban selling real estate on Sundays is now changing course. We'll explain a little later on in the program. More Canadians rented for a decade or more before buying their first home. We'll toss that topic around as well. We'll talk about the latest CMHC report that shows house prices have escalated for homes here in Hamilton and the surrounding area that are near current or planned go stations. And we'll also talk about the Ford government proposing changes for Ontario real estate professionals, which we've touched on on the show uh, previous, and we'll touch on again uh, today. As always, you can go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com for the latest, greatest in real estate, including some of the hottest listings in the city. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. A question for the Golfy team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. They're all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, it's easy to do so. Go wherever, wherever you download your favorite podcast. So before we get to all the serious stuff talk a little bit about sports because you guys are sports fans huge sports news today uh not not today but this week don cherry gets fired from coach's corner hockey night in canada maple leafs fire their head coach mike babcock and the tiger cats and blue bombers are playing in the gray cup there's a lot there's a lot to chew on it's a it's a great week for content for you right mr mr radio mr sports on 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 the uh on the radio but here, you want to start with Don Cherry? Let's start with Don Cherry. Okay, okay. so here's here's my take on Don Cherry. So for those that don't know, if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> yeah. Don Cherry got fired from Roger Sportsnet for basically intimating that new immigrants to Canada should wear poppies. Right. And the famous right. you people quote really went around the world, and Sportsnet got a lot of heat, and they said, all right, Don, it's time for you to go. If you don't apologize, he didn't apologize, so he's out. It's... An extreme. It was an extremely tough week for hockey. Um, whether you're, you know, you were a child growing up, just being a fan of the sport, or or actually playing it to the, you know, I'm sure the NHL players can look back on their career and oh, yeah. and say, you know, some of their their greatest memories was playing on Saturday night hockey night in Canada. You know, with that with that towel around their neck playing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hockey lost one of its, you know, greatest ambassadors. You know that that used to be national televised you know, every single Saturday night. So, yeah. I mean, what he said was, was wrong. That's, I don't think that's, you know, debatable, but I think, you know, coming, coming from a guy from, from a different generation in terms of his generation and, you know, what, 
what we've known of as Don Cherry is he's fumbled words his entire career, yeah, right? Yeah. He's he's fumbled last names, he's fumbled hot takes, he's fumbled, you know, and you just kind of piece together what he's trying to say or or, or what his opinions are. It's what made him popular. It's made him who he, who he was. It was mm-hmm. his hot takes. It was opinions, and and that's why people tuned in and and they wanted to hear him, right? Yeah, he, 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 you know, so it's 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 just tough, right? It's it's it's. It's going to be a different landscape now, it's, uh, and it's a huge loss for, for the hockey world. Um, you know, regardless of what he said, it's, it's still a massive loss, and it's a, it's a tough way to go. Yeah, and, and 38 years, too, is nothing to sneeze at. So no. he was doing something right for a long time. Yeah, no, and although he had a good run, I think it was just unfortunate the way it kind of came to an end after um, all these years, like you mentioned. Um, you know, with you know, his whole big you know, pedestal of being a Reverend's Day kind of guy, mm-hmm. rep- representing the soldiers and what they've done for our, our, our uh, great Canadian nation. I think it was just unfortunate the way it happened right on Remembrance Day to be let go. 85-year-old man, yeah, he's, like you said, we know he's fumbled up some words. He's not the most appropriate, but that's kind of why we're there. I think it was t- taken out of context. The fact that he kind of explained it later, a few days later, is kind of under. Not, kind of bizarre because that's exactly what people want to know mm-hmm. that he was just basically trying to say everyone is included and yeah. not wearing a poppy yeah. but yeah. it kind of got deemed it was just pointing out the immigrants that have recently yeah. come to Canada yeah. which I don't think it was necessarily his, his intention yeah I think we all knew what he meant to say he just said it the wrong way yeah but him, you know, standing firm, I guess, was the death knell and not, not wanting to apologize. But we all know he meant to say everyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's that's what it was. That was his main message. Yeah. That was his message is, is go put on a pop. Which is the great message. No matter, you know, no matter who you are or what walk of life you come from yeah. or what country you you immigrated from, it's it's where, you know, a poppy, the, these are the, you know, the people are the reason why we're here today and we're able to live the life that we live in, why our country is so popular amongst immigrants around mm-hmm. the world and wanting to come here. So I think his, you know, he, I, I think he had nothing but the, the best intentions and, and, you know, the right reasons. It's just, you know, it's the society that we live in today. And, and I'm sure that, you know, whether you're a broadcaster or, or you know, a person of influence or, you know, a public profile, it, it makes you recognize what you can and cannot say. And it makes you think about every single word and how you put it and, and what you're, what content you're putting out there. Because, it's so important to to understand that to how sensitive that society's become. Right, and sometimes it is oversensitive. Right, in, in this case, some you know a lot of people will say, yeah, there it was uh, you know an, an, an over uh, emphasis or an overstatement on what he meant. Um, we'll see uh, you know how it transpires. So now he has a podcast, which uh, <laughs> the first episode dropped on Monday, and each and every Monday we're told is going to be a new. Uh, Good for uh, him. New story, yeah. Good for I mean, him. He, he's got a lot of stories to tell, and that's yeah. that's basically what made his fame is telling stories and you know knocking people off their pedestals that needed to be knocked off. Right. right? He just told it like it is. And, I, and my take on this was if if Don Cherry can can say the things that he said in a in a four minute segment that was you know rushed, you know what what's you know the content going to be like over yeah. a forty five minute to an hour podcast? I'm sure he has some amazing hockey stories that oh, people yeah. would love, that people would you know just die to hear and and, and want to want to hear them and i think it's a great platform for him to hop on and i think you know hockey fans around the country would enjoy it um everyone makes this makes mistakes and we you know that's the world we live in and 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 you know there's there's a phrase for it i forget what it's called but it's when you know whether you've said them recently or even you know as long as 10 to 15 years ago you've seen people get nabbed for old tweets or or you know it's it's the recycling of 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 content so 
I mean, I'm going to tune into it. I'm going to, I, like I said, I grew up watching Don Cherry. I grew up with a, you know, asking for a rock'em sock'em every single Christmas. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's the way I grew up. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's one of my, my favorites and, and he's probably one of the reasons why I've grown to love the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's awesome. I forgot too that, and the, the podcast is called Grapevine and I'd forgotten that he recorded that show in Hamilton at CHC. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I had forgotten that. I remember seeing that years ago somewhere. And then, uh, when the name Grapevine came out for the podcast, they mentioned that, yeah, the, the original show show was broadcast wow. at CH. Pretty cool. Yeah. So it's got some Hamilton roots. That's right. Uh, the other big sports story today, or this week, is uh, the firing of Mike Babcock. He was uh, taken out by the Maple Leafs on Wednesday, and there are some bittersweet feelings, especially amongst Leaf fans. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I'm a diehard Leaf fan, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been tough to watch the last number of years with Babcock and all the high hopes, and just to see them fizzle out in the last few years against Boston, and then to see this year go the way it has, where they've been very mediocre at best uh, throughout the first part of the season. And I know it's only the quarter of the season, but and I know he had a big contract that he signed, and mm-hmm. a $50 million uh, contract that was guaranteed that he's now <laughs> going to be able to enjoy yeah. without having to do another thing. is yeah. <laughs> is tough to watch, but the change was necessary. The team tuned him out in this sport. Once your team tunes you out and your players stop playing for you, it's a tough grind to kind of get him back. And I think that's the situation they put him in. Yeah, he's making six point two five million a year for the next three years to do nothing. I think. I think. From my understanding, from my understanding, what I read is that contract was front loaded. So the okay. way the the way MLSC structured the contract, he earned he earned. I, from my understanding, is ninety percent of his money already. Oh, really? So it's it's just they they front loaded the contract, and uh-huh. you know he's owed he is owed a, a couple more million, but but it's not much. Still, he's doing yeah, fine. he's yeah, he's yeah, not he's hurting okay. for sure. So Sheldon Keefe is now the guy. Yeah, I mean, he, my take. On the on the Babcock firing, like you don't want to, you know, for lack of better terms, is dance on someone's grave, right? right? Yeah. Now, my my take when 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 they got off to the slow start, I said, you know what, I I think he's almost better for the young players on the team, right? Because when they started turning and 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 you know they they were nine nine and four at the time or, or nine ten and four at the time of the firing. I go. It's almost better because he 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 takes it right. He he takes a lot of the attention off the players just mm-hmm. because oh, of yeah. how big his personality is and, and his own ego. So I was like, as much as I, I was like, I don't think they're going to fire him. I think they're going to stick with him and 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 do this. And then and then when 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 he got fired, when the news dropped uh, Wednesday Wednesday night around seven o'clock or, or six o'clock, you're kind of like, wow, they actually did it. And and then and then you start to peel it back and you say, well. You know Sheldon Keefe. He's already worked with ten or eleven players on the on the Leafs roster, so you know there's there's already that familiarity. And I mm-hmm. mean, Dubis and Shanny wouldn't wouldn't go around and not have this firing without having the conversations with the players. It's it's once you lose the room, you know you don't want to lose the season. Like right. like the Leafs are built to win now. Right yep. and and in the the start that they had, it's like you're now you're looking at the playoffs. Like you gotta you you're you're out. You're on the outside looking mm-hmm. in. Right? You gotta make the playoffs. So, you know, we live in an NHL era where it's you know just get in. Right? There's so much parity in the league that yeah. that you just need to get in and, and 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 go on a run. And I think maybe a little bit of this adversity at the beginning of the season, it's a lot better for them. Right? And everyone's gonna point to the St. Louis Blues of last year. Oh well, the Blues and this. Like that's a one in a one million. Oh, that's like that's once that's, in a generation. Ne- that's never gonna happen. So yeah. for people that are gonna say, you know, you're gonna you're gonna hang on the blues, well, they no chance. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. But I, I I liked 
I didn't mind their decision. I, I'm surprised it wasn't a little bit later. Right. But I, I, I think, you know, the mindset of fire fast, we, we, we can't we can't lose a season. Yeah. Now you're 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 trying to save the season. So it it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, it, it completely captivated the hockey community. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise, but you know, I think it's a commitment to Dubis and saying, Hey, listen, this is your your team now. These are your people. Like, you know, this is mm-hmm. you're 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 driving the ship, right? Because so it should be interesting to see to see where we go. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Dubas, the GM of the Leafs, has really used his the, the one bullet in the chamber that he had, and that's the you know the, the the biggest impactful move he can make, and that's making a coaching change. So if it doesn't work out, he and Keith will be walking the plank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like on the in the end, if it doesn't work out, look at look at your personnel. Right. Like that's who it's going to come down yeah. to. It's like, you know, you, you, you know, for lack of better terms, but you ran Babcock, you know, you, you wanted a new voice in there. Maybe somebody who wasn't as stumbered, mm-hmm. maybe somebody who was more adaptive to, to, you know, to new, new ways of, of playing. But, you know, you ran this guy out of town. Yeah. It, it, if it's not, if, it, if Keith's not going to come in here and do anything, well, you know, I think you need to take a look at yourselves. Yeah, no doubt about it. One more sports story to get to. We'll get to that after the break. And it's a big one this weekend, the Grey Cup, as the Ticats and Blue Bombers are going at it uh, tomorrow night in Calgary. And that should be a fun one to watch. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house is a very, very, very fine house. Welcome back. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Philip Golfie and Lou Tellerico, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can go online, find out about the Golfie team at robgolfie.com, the all-new robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, like Rob Golfie on Facebook, and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you would like us to toss around a topic on a future program, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, more Canadians rented for a decade or more before buying their first home. And the latest CMHC report shows that house prices have escalated for homes that are near or planned go stations in and around the Hamilton area. But a big uh, sports weekend. We talked uh, about Don Cherry and uh, the Maple Leafs firing Mike Babcock in segment number one uh, here in uh, our second segment. And it's not going to be all sports today. So uh, if you're tuning in and wondering what the heck's going on, uh, big weekend for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You're playing in the 107th Grey Cup against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, in Calgary at McMahon Stadium. Uh, Hamilton hasn't won the Grey Cup since 1999. Winnipeg has not won since 1990. It's the two current longest Grey Cup droughts. Something's got to give tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that story out of Winnipeg, the shorts guy? Yes, Chris Matthew is his name. (laughs) Has not worn a pair of pants in since 18 years. In well, 18 years. Since, 18 years, yeah. Not it, since it, the last time the Bombers won. Right. Because that's 29 years. It was a bet. But he said, yeah, this uh, I'm not going to wear pants until they win the Grey Cup. And that was 18 years. Incredible. Ago. So I guess we'll see if he... He's, and he lives in Winnipeg. Yeah. Wow. So February... And he used to be a teacher. February, he'd be in class with shorts, and the kids were like, what's going on? Oh so you have to explain, uh, yeah, I made a bet, and no, the Bombers still haven't won. 
<laughs> That's funny. But there's a lot of intriguing, captivating stories going into this one. You know, you got Zach Caleros mm-hmm. on the other side of it. You know, not too long ago, this guy was leading out, you know, leading our team and, yep. and, and, uh, you know, doing it quite well until, you know, the injury bug got him. Yeah. And, and not the, too long ago, he was concussed by former teammate Simone Lawrence that's in right. the first game. That's right. And then combined with, you know, we got some hometown talent um, from McMaster University yeah. on uh, Daniel Peterman yeah. on Winnipeg. Mike playing, Daly on the Ticats. But, but my, exactly, but you got Peterman playing his hometown team that yeah. he grew up watching, yeah. trying to win a great. So it's, you know, you're, you're, you're on the, the mix of both sides there, but. It's good. Hopefully, it's a. It's going to be a good game. That's all you can ask for. And, and yeah. you know, you know, when it comes down to the final game, you want something that's high scoring, high octane, um, something that's that's fun to watch. And in the end, hopefully, you know, they're they're parading down Hamilton, mm-hmm. and bringing the Great Cup back. Going to be a great game for fans there as well because it's not going to be like minus a thousand. That's it's right. It's supposed to be like four or five degrees Perfect. in the afternoon, and maybe around one minus one by game time. Yeah, yeah. that's that's amazing. That's yeah. That's, this time of the year. It's it's good for the uh, the beer sales. <laughs> that too. <laughs> hey, you got to keep a little bit warm, right? Definitely, uh, there's a lot of interest here in Hamilton. Oh, definitely. I mean, if the Cats win, uh, this city's just going to explode. I I feel like what what it's like they haven't won in so long. You don't know. You don't even know what to expect. You don't yeah. even know what to expect. It's like the way people celebrate championships now. Yeah. I mean, you can you can completely follow it all online. We we've seen when the Capitals won and. When the Blues won, and you know the, the parades, exactly. and the Raptors won. Yeah, the Raptors closest to home, but it's like you know what, what you know. I'm sure they're they're already t- thinking about what to do or what what, yeah. what they have planned, and and I think it you know what a good year, good couple years for Hamilton sports with the Bulldogs going all the way to the Memorial Cup. Yep. You have four Jeff C making the finals, yep. and then you have you know our Hamilton Ticats. Yep. McMaster women's basketball Mc, winning yeah, national exactly. championship. So yeah, it's been a great run. What I'm gonna say is this: my prediction before we yes. uh, end the segment. Ticats taking it 47 38. 47 38. It's going to be high scoring. Wow. I think. Take the over. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the, the, obviously the, uh, the offense needs to run through Speedy B. Like it's, it's, I think, I think if he's the MVP uh, of the Grey Cup, Ticats win. And I, I think if he has a big day, um, you know, they get him involved in the offense early, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, running the ball, catching the ball. And, and maybe a, a big special teams play. I think I think they have a good chance. It. But you know, Dane Dane Evans have shown that he's he's calm, he's cool, like he's he's you know what I mean. He's he he's, he's in control he, for sure. He doesn't look like a, a quarterback that this is his kind of first year as a starter, mm-hmm. right? He, he he looks he looks good. He's yeah. you know making making you know throwing the ball to the right people, making his yeah. plays. It's it's you know when the when when Masoli first went down, you you kind of said. You know, I don't know how much of a chance these guys have. You know, are they going to go out and get a quarterback, right? And and all of a sudden, this guy, you know, took over the offense and, and hasn't looked back mm-hmm. since. That's another great story, too. I mean, when's the last time yeah. a starting quarterback went down and the backup takes the team to a championship? And he just looks so crazy. comfortable. He looks so comfortable. Yeah. And um, I saw the interview, you know, in the game. I guess his, his dad is an, a high school football yeah, coach. So, yeah. you know, you got that where, you, you know, he's game planning with him, I'm sure, and, and breaking down film. And then, you know, you got everyone working for you and everyone everyone on your side. So I'm saying it's going to be closer than most people expect, but I'm taking the Ticats by four. I'm going to say 35-31. Wow. Yeah. Should be a good game. Yeah, it will be a very good game. We'll see. All right, so let's get to some real estate stuff. <laughs> some hardcore real estate yeah, talk. Yeah, here we go. Some well, people were probably confused. Well, I think you know, so. What am I tuning into what, what Saturday are we morning? Listening to you? Yeah, yeah. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. In case you forgot. <laughs> 
Phil Golfi, Lou Tellerico, uh, they're in studio with me today. Uh, they're sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team, and you can find them online at robgolfi.com or call them at 905-575-7700. So the Ford government is proposing to change um, some, some rules uh, for Ontario's real estate professionals. So what are we looking at here? What's going to change? Um there's not there, there's changes, but I, I wouldn't say it's it's they're rework reinventing the entire wheel. They're not they're not rewriting the the entire act. Okay, but you know what's happened is the last time the the real estate and business brokers act it was written in two thousand and two. Our landscape of our industry has changed so much since then. Time, yeah, and and. Between that time, you know, so is the market. We, we, we've seen real estate prices more than double since then. So, what what Tim Hudak, you know, what his his main intention was was he he, he understood that there was some challenges and some some obstacles within our industry that he needed to to fix and and overcome. Um, the biggest thing is is you know coming back to the real estate profession. Um, you know, one of the things that that he wanted to to highlight was was the ethical side, right? Stiffer penalties for people that were doing unethical things right. and stiffer penalties for people who are doing just bad business. Okay. So, so that's, that's one of them. I mean, to, you know, before I get into, to the, to the consumer, the consumer isn't going to see any change. These aren't, these aren't, you know, we're not going to change the way we practice mm-hmm. trading real estate. But it's still going to make it for a better system. It's that's, that's, but you won't, it'll be a way better system, yeah. right? It, it, it's going to be more accountable, more ethical, um, and and I think it's it's a it's a big win for mm-hmm. for our industry overall. And and I like how we started at at the ground roots first. He he took over the education and completely changed the landscape and the platform that you need to be on and use to get your real estate license. Once he did that, he introduced he implemented and introduced this. Now it, it, it's it's a great way to protect our industry, um, and it's a great way to to, to continue to develop the industry. Um, Amongst its its professionals, I mean, if you look at it, we have over eighty six thousand real estate professionals in Ontario. You, there needs to be some kind of conduct and platform. It can't be the wild west where people are running around right. doing whatever they want. So, and, and and combined with that, you know, there's 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 been problems that that have plagued our industry, such as the multiple offer you know situations mm-hmm. where where you know people feel that there might be there needs to be a little bit more disclosure in in those situations and 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 having a framework in terms of how it should be run or how it should be dealt with so it's ensuring that those those situations are dealt with accordingly and overall that's that's to protect the consumer both the buyer and the seller so there's there's a lot of good things a lot of good um you know a lot of good foundations being implemented to 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 be able to continue to build and 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 help us which is good and as you say you know the consumers aren't going to see you know the disciplinary system they're not going to see uh you know uh, fines that are going to be outlaid but the fact of the matter is those types of measures might weed out some of the bad real estate uh, professionals quote unquote so ultimately the consumer is going to be impacted in a very positive way yeah for sure the right? accountability is a big thing and uh, they are uh, can be assured that there's, uh, you know, that type of uh, penalty or fine for people who aren't acting in their best interest. And they'll, yeah. I think, I think, you know, it's continuing to build on an environment that Tim is creating to protect the consumer, and mm-hmm. and and it's very important to to you know understand that that that's his end goal, and that's that's what you know he came in to do, and 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 what he's continuing to do because, you know, let's face it, any industry you go into, whether it's finance, whether it's tech, whether it's there's always going to be, you know, a couple bad stories that that plague 
you know sure the yeah. the industry and and unfortunately our our industry has has had some of them that have been you know widely broadcasted throughout the news cycles and throughout the media that that's you know you know have we have we lost some trust with with people due to unethical things in in terms of you know the industry as a whole yeah there might be some people out there that that you know are are a little bit you know um feel uncomfortable um but i think you know this is a step in the right direction to to earning that trust back and and um and ensuring that that we're creating a platform that that people are comfortable in in and using realtors to to trade real estate. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense, that's for sure. Uh, Exciting news earlier this week from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Uh, A study from uh, Canada's National Housing Agency, CMHC, says ghost stations in the Hamilton-Niagara region are driving up the prices of nearby homes. Uh, It says they found a direct correlation between the announcement and construction of UGO transit stations and increasing house prices. The report also revealing that in some instances, house prices went up as much as 9% before construction of a GO station began. So I had uh, I hosted the Bill Kelly Show on CHML this week, and Anthony Passarelli, senior market analyst, was on the show explaining how the study was conducted and what they found. And basically, here's the nuts and bolts. So the West Harbor GO station increased house prices in Hamilton Center by up to 30000 that's 9%. Most of the estimated price increase from the West Harbor GO station occurred between the project's announcement and its completion, which stretched from 2013 to 2015. The Confederation GO station project increased house prices in Stony Creek by as much as 40 grand, or about 8% so far. And the St. Catharines and Niagara Falls GO station projects increased house prices in their areas by up to $30,000 so far, which is about 8 and 7%. Uh, increase respectively. So if you live anywhere near an existing or planned GO station project, your house prices are going up, up, up. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's it's a great sign for, for people that live in this area. I think um, there is a direct correlation between people that live, you know, near the GO station and, and um, you know, the, the proposed GO stations that are coming in and, and the housing prices. I mean, as a whole, yeah, housing prices are, are, are continuing to go up. But from my experience in terms of people coming down from the GTH, you know, the GTA and, and people are, are are extremely interested in understanding that where these stations are going mm-hmm. and, and and knowing the opportunities to buy real estate around them. And that's from my own experience. So so there is definitely a direct correlation here. Um and and it's great, right? I mean, the the opportunity for people to live and work, or sorry, live in in Stony Creek, Grimsby, throughout Niagara, and still, you know, continue to work in Toronto is is an enormous opportunity for for people, but also enormous opportunity for for people that are are selling or or investing in real estate in our area. So we'll continue to see this. I think this is just the beginning. I think once you see the stations here, you know, the infrastructure being built and and and. and um, being able to see the actual stations running, that's when I think you'll see the 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 market, you know, heat up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I don't think we're far off a time from being able to live in in you know these areas and and not have a car. I think we're we're you know we're a lot closer to that than 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 we think. And and I think that's what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to move down here and and use our, our, our transit systems and use those people mover programs to be able to support their jobs and in and, 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 and Toronto and, and still being able to get wherever they need to um, in their local environment. So it's a great, great sign. Lou, do you want to jump on this? Because I got a question regarding if you're if you're a G, maybe I'll ask the question. If you're a GTA 
uh, worker, but you want to move to Hamilton, Stony Creek, Niagara, you know a GO station is either there or going there. If you're looking at two different homes, one just in a neighborhood, the other near a GO station, is that one near a GO station, A, obviously it's going to be higher priced, but is it more sought after because of that connectivity? Yeah, like we talked about in, in earlier broadcasts, we get about, I don't know, 30, 35% of our buyers coming in from Toronto. And, and I've personally experienced it where um, there was uh, a buyer that looking to, to live in Stony Creek. And yeah, they asked specifically, I want to be near that GO station. And, you know, at the time when we did this, maybe, you know, six months ago or so, it wasn't as like, a, it wasn't a bidding war like that. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely, you could tell, a little bit more interest in the areas in and around that centennial uh, right by the lake there. Right. And uh, and that brought um, some attention to the home and we ended up getting it. But yeah, there's definitely some interest and excitement that does create a little bit of, uh, I guess, of a benefit for the seller in that area. So this will go along the lines of location, location, location. If it's near a transit hub, it's going to be more appealing to a buyer. Yeah, it depends on what buyer, right? It sure, depends, too, yeah. You know, if it, if it, if it checks that box where where you need to be accessible to downtown Toronto for sure that's 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 your your that's all you're looking at that's right. all you're interested but in if you're moving from uh, Hamilton Mountain to Stony Creek it may not be as imperative right but but the but what, what we're finding is the buyer pools around the, the transit systems are bigger than the ones on Hamilton Mountain so it's it's the people that are that are around the transit systems are winning right mm-hmm. now interesting so how does LRT play a part in this do you think because LRT is just an inner city transit project it's not a go it's not a regional transit project i think it'll have a, as big of an impact yeah i mean we obviously uh, have a few along that lines in center hamilton and whatnot and we've sold a few down there and we we always you know we might suggest hey close to lrt you know just to help attract potentially again some people interested in being close to that line sure, yeah. it's it's a little bit difficult to, for people to kind of get their head around what impact that has just yet i think it's a little premature but we know there is definitely going to be a positive impact for the most part in their in their value of their homes, yeah. and or again just for the convenience of being close to that that transit system. Yeah. Might be a different story five to ten years from now when we're seeing tracks being put in and you know trains starting. Yeah, to, I mean, and, and you go. can look at you can look at the other way too, where where somebody might see you know you know they might be you know turned away because of the construction or turned away that because too, yeah. you know oh you know we're gonna have all day go and and there's gonna be a track driving by behind my house every single day so there's there's those factors too and i'm mm-hmm. just i'm not That's saying they're sure. they're it's a big factor but just trying to play a little devil's eye you know there's there's some some negatives too but just for small sure. small stuff all right when we come uh, when we come back uh, more canadians renting for a decade or more before buying their first home this is a survey out of cmhc that we'll dig into when we come back here on the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml our house in the middle of our street our house Welcome back. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Philip Golfi and Lou Tellerico, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. You can also like them on Facebook and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download 
download your favorite podcast. If you have a question for the Golfy team or a topic idea, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, the last Canadian province to ban selling real estate on Sundays is changing course. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But the road to home ownership is a long one for some Canadians, according to a new report from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. 31% of recent first-time buyers surveyed by the Federal Housing Agency said they rented a home for a decade or more before buying a property. And the portion of those who delayed making a purchase is on the rise. This year's figure represents an increase of nine percentage points over the last year. Affordability, in general, was a key theme in the 2019 Mortgage Consumer Survey. So, wow, 10 years or more before they dive into the market. Yeah, as we know, I mean, the uh, the escalated prices that have occurred over the last number of years creates a challenge because our, our uh, incomes haven't gone up right. 15, 20, 25% yeah. uh, over that period. So it's a concern for, for most looking to, to get into the market, but for sure for the first-time buyer, they're struggling to you know get that down payment down even to five percent, um, so yeah, it's something that we got to be aware of, and that creates obviously an opportunity for investing in rental income and, and rental properties because rent has gone up as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, there's opportunities, and and it's unfortunate though that we are kind of waiting more for for those first time buyers to save that money so that we can sell them a nice home. Yeah, it seems like a long time though ten more ten years or more before they dive into real estate. I mean, they are spending a lot to rent and at the end of the day from an equity standpoint they don't have anything after all that time yeah it's really an incredible stat and and in my opinion it has absolutely nothing to do some people might say well you know people don't know where they want to live or people don't want to set roots down or Mm. or or whatever you know we i think you know it's solely to do with with being able to save up for a down payment and i think you know this figure is going to continue to grow and and i i mean you know, there is an affordability issue, whether you're you're in Hamilton, whether you're in Toronto, or whether you're in Niagara. It's, it's people have, you know, it's it's the finding the, the opportunity to save for your initial down payment. And, and once you get in that renting cycle, and, and, and you're, you know, maybe you're not living at home anymore, or, or whatever, but once you get into that renting cycle, it's even harder to save for that down payment. Because, you know, right now, our, the average um, rent for a condominium apartment in Hamilton is sixteen hundred dollars, right? When you get out to you know renting a townhouse, you're up to you know eighteen hundred. Now, if you're renting a a three bedroom two story house, now you're twenty three, twenty four, twenty five hundred, depending on you know the condition, location, and and so on. So to be able to be spending twenty five hundred dollars, you know, in, at you know at one of your highest points, but you know. $2,500 on rent every single month and still continuing to try and save for a down payment, mm-hmm. well, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going to take That's why it takes you, you 10 plus it, years, Exactly. Right? It's going to take you 10 plus years. And that's being disciplined. For somebody who, who you know, enjoys, you know, vacations or restaurants or, you know, you know, buying, you know, nice things or whatever, drives a nice car. Well, well, that person is going to take even longer. And, and, you know, it's being financially disciplined to be able to just afford a down payment. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. 
So uh, back to this um, uh, survey from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, uh, 80% said yes, affordability or price was uh, the, the the biggest obstacle. The others uh, at 73% were the number of rooms, which is kind of interesting. Uh, maybe you know, the place is too big or, or too small, whatever the case is. And the third is proximity to public transit at 67%. So I'm imagining, you know, millennial or someone who's maybe on the, on the, the back half of that kind of age demo, not having a vehicle, so they're relying on public transit probably not in a lucrative career at this point maybe paying off some student debt all these factors are you know eating away at the, the their disposable income or income they can have for for housing yeah a lot of different factors for sure cycle yeah oh yeah affecting the uh the, the concern you know I, I like to see this broken down for our area because i know cmhc is looking at the whole country yeah uh but i would think that you know in my area I, i'm you know personally looking at you know those first-time buyers that are maybe three to five years on average. Now, again, I know it's a small small little sample size, mm-hmm. but I think the 10 seems a little um, long for, for this area anyway um, because I think, you know, being kind of close to Hamilton and Toronto, maybe better jobs, uh, right. maybe parents helping out, they seem to be getting into the into the market a little sooner. Yeah, I mean, if you're in Vancouver or Toronto, like, forget yeah. it. Like, you're looking elsewhere, obviously. If you're very like, like I, I, I'm not sure if Lou can speak to this, but from from my experience, I'm 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 26 years old. I'm in a position right now where a lot of my friends are are buying their first property, um, and then and then my experiences in terms of working with people outside of my sphere, other first time buyers that I've been able to help. I, a lot of them are, are either receiving help in the form of a cosigner or receiving help in the, in the form of a gift of a down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do see those, those, those occasions where there's young professionals that, that you know, have flourished in their career and, and they're making a lot of money young and early who are able to afford their, their down payment. Yeah, for sure. But uh, other than that, there's, there's a lot of people who are receiving help to buy their first property. And it's their parents recognizing, hey, listen, you know, it's going to be very difficult for you to get into the market on your own, but here's an opportunity for you to get into the market now, build some equity quick and fast, and then maybe pay us down, pay us back down the road when you're refinancing in three or four years right. and, and, the, and the property values continue to appreciate at a rapid pace, five, six, seven, eight percent per year like they've been doing, but it's just getting your foot into the market. So, I mean, it happens a lot where people are, are you know, even parents, you know, you know, maybe taking a, a refinance on their property to help their kids. We, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and unfortunately, that's the, the landscape we live in. But the, but that is part of it, right? Uh, the interesting uh, stats, you can find more online as well at uh, 900CHML.com. Uh, when we come back, it is the last Canadian province that uh, bans selling real estate on Sundays. Well, it's finally reversing course. We'll tell you about it when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie. No, Rob Golfie's not here. It's Philip Golfie and Lou Tallarico, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Where is Rob? The best, the funniest part about this is when, when <laughs> he's not showing up, it's like he tells us like last minute. Right. Like, like, you know, there's been times where I'll, I'll be in the studio waiting or waiting for him to walk in and I'll text him. I'll say, hey, oh, no, it's just you and, and Rick today. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, at least give us a heads up and, and, and let us know guy. what's going on. He's a busy guy. He's probably just doing a home evaluation. Came <laughs> <off>. <laughs> no obligation free home evaluation. Oh, I wanted to get yeah. to one thing. Okay. Um, 
on Sunday, yes. tomorrow, November 24th, from 2 to 4 at our office located on 1 Markland Street in Hamilton, mm-hmm. Santa is coming. Oh, so wow. we're, we, we did this event the last two years. It's an amazing event. Um, I don't know. Some people will understand. The, the, the office is fully decorated. Um, it's a great setting for, for a Santa photo for you and your family. 100% complimentary um, from us. So bring your family, bring your kids. It's tomorrow, 2 to 4, at 1 Markland Street in Hamilton. Nice. Um, it, it's it's going to be a great day, music, fun, snacks, you know, activities for, for the whole family. And, and you know, avoid the lines at the mall. Sometimes you go to the mall and, and you know, you're taking the jackets off and you're pushing the stroller. Yeah, 75 and, people and, and, in line. Yeah, there's 75 people in line and they're kind of rushing you out of there. You know, this gives you an opportunity to get a, you know, a nice professional photo um, in a relaxed environment and, and, you know, take your time, get ready and, and, and do it. So That's it's awesome. it's it's awesome. It, it just I just remembered I knew we had to fit it in. Um, we, uh, we, we want to see everyone there. We got, you know, we got the whole day. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, make I, your I way down. Remember, uh, we announcing this last year. Is this the yeah. second year that you've done it? There? I think it's the third year, third, year? third okay. year. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an awesome event. People have a great time and, um, it's great for, for young, you know, young children, young kids to, yeah. to come out and, and it's an opportunity to kind of hang out and, and, and get that full experience, mm-hmm. which is, which is fun. So and if you're a kid listening, Santa's just on a break. Don't worry. His elves are back at the shop, uh, you know, making <laughs> toys and getting ready for the big day. So, uh, make your list, check it twice. Yeah. I know he's going to be doing that. Uh, so New Brunswick has introduced some amendments. I just found this story to be interesting, introducing amendments to allow real estate sales on Sunday. So it's looking to modernize its real estate regulations, no different than what, uh, you know, Ontario is doing in, in a different sense by permitting business transactions on Sunday. So while activities such as open houses have been allowed, the province is the only one in Canada that doesn't permit the selling of real estate on the seventh day of the week. But now at the request of the New Brunswick Real Estate Association, the provincial government is looking to change that. Find it interesting that, A, this is still going on, and it's yeah. the only one <clears throat> still doing up until, I guess, very recently. You know, as much as, you know, we obviously would love to have a day of rest and, uh, you know, not have to, uh, you know, engage in a lot of activities yeah. that are work-related, uh, it is a day that we have to do it in this business uh, or take advantage of it in this business. Sure. Here in Ontario, I mean, with a lot of the people working, uh, typically Monday to Friday, long hours, mm-hmm. it's tough to get them to kind of put pen to paper um, down during those times or even on Saturday. So, yeah, you tend to use Saturday as a day to show homes and potentially put offers and do deals and transactions on a yeah. Sunday, which, again, I know it's not great for everyone, especially if you're going, you know, there's churchgoers and whatnot sure. that that have to, res- you know, you, that you want to respect and, and the, you know, the, the Sabbath, but um, is also a day that we kind of want to respect. But, you know, this is the kind of world we live in, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's nothing much more we can do. But, and, and I'm glad to hear they're adopting that in New, in New Brunswick because we're not the only ones working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here's another interesting thing about this story is that you mentioned earlier, Phil, I think it was like 80-something thousand real estate agents in Ontario. Well, the New Brunswick Real Estate Association represents more than 900. That's a tight-knit group. Wow. That is small. Imagine. No, I can't. <laughs> like everyone knows each other. Definitely nine hundred yeah. compared to eighty thousand. Yeah, you so fit everybody it, it, in the mean, ballroom. For sure. I mean, it, it would be nice if it was like that here, right? It, you know, you're a little bit more accountable when there's only nine hundred. Right? right now, we we, <laughs> we, I mean, we suffer from what we call the part-time agent, right? right yeah. And we're and. and and I think you know the part-time agent is really hurting us. And I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. 
I really do. But hey, hey, the part-time agent, how how well can you know your profession if you're only doing something once a year mm-hmm. or twice a mm-hmm. year? You, you don't know it. You don't. You're you're not privy to reading a contract. You're not privy to to the rules and regulations that Rico has has put out because you're not paying attention. You're right. not you're not working on it. But that's my opinion. And and you know if there's 900 realtors in a province, I mean for sure you, you know there there's enough people enough business to go around for everyone. Mm-hmm. But eighty six thousand. Come on. That's that's incredible. Uh, we got to leave it there, guys. Uh, we're plumb out of time. Thanks for coming in on this uh, wonderful Saturday. Enjoy the Grey Cup tomorrow night. And we are back next Saturday at 9 on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.